Welcome to another episode of Journey of ANR. My name is Armid. I'm Rochelle. On this episode, we're going to talk about pet peeves. And we're going to look up the definition. So according to Google vocabulary.com, a pet peeve is a particular thing that bugs you every time. There are all kinds of pet peeves like glittering, misusing punctuation, driving slowly in the fast lane, or taking or talking during movies. If something dri- something like that drives you crazy and you have to yap about it, it's a pet peeve. So, I mean, I know I have a few pet peeves. And one of my pet peeves is when people how you say, when I'm reading something and people say, like, had been. And I don't know what it is about that. I feel like there's just something where you could have, you could reword that phrase, um, that sentence, just instead of saying had been or had reported or had um, shut down. It's like, we already know it's the past tense. Like how many past tense can it be? And I would definitely have to give credit to that part to my cousin, because I guess growing up, she always corrected my vocabulary and stuff. So I think now that she rubbed off on me to where it happens and mine, it mostly happens during reading when people are speaking. I'm probably not even paying attention because I just happen to be a visual person. So that's one of my pet peeves so far. So, Rachel, with that, what is something that you find that you would, you know, categorize as a pet peeve for you? Name one thing. One thing that I can think of is when somebody asks me, what um either where am I from or what's that accent like I'm not, I'm not sure what what's the answer to that it's like usually I'm always confused I'm like I'm from Brooklyn <laughs> where am I from Brooklyn but it's like and then they're like no but you have an accent and I'm like but everybody in New York has an accent or everybody in the U.S. has an accent it's like no there's another kind of accent that's not Americanized kind of way. And if somebody really want to get to me, ask me, where are you from? Or what's that accent? It sounds really beautiful. Even though you're giving a compliment, I still don't take it as a compliment because it's like, you also have an accent and I'm not even asking you, are you from the South, the West, the God knows where, you know, it's like, that's one of the things that really gets to me. Like what? Do you feel like it makes you an outsider? Like when they say that? It's not even about being an outsider. I just, why does it matter? Like, you know what I mean? And I feel like most of the time, based on my own personal experience, it usually happens to Caribbean people or people of color, not necessarily other nations, from my experience, right? Um, It's like they're really trying to pinpoint certain things, and they, they, they don't know how to do it. So they want to make sure they're going to say the right thing before they say it. They're like, so where are you from? Or, oh, what's that accent you have? Um, or it's like, oh, you pronounce this word that way. Well, guess what? We all have different pronunciation. Like, you know, um, there's there are a lot of words that for me, when I pronounce it, it's very close to French. So it's like, normal for me to say it and then for them it's like um that's not very English so or they laugh and it's like you have an accent and you pronounce this word really weird you know like I don't know it's like it just gets to me the moment they ask it I mean 
I guess I would find, I don't know if, I guess it probably is a pet peeve, but I hate when people tell me, like growing up, I hate when people would, um, not even growing up, even now sometimes it's like, oh, people ask me where you from. I'm from, I'm Haitian. Oh, you don't look Haitian. Please bring me a picture of what a Haitian looks like. Just bring me a picture of what Haitians are supposed to look like. It's like, and I remember when I was growing up, it was just like, well, you're not dark enough. I'm like, well, you're not educated because if you actually stop looking at the media, everybody in Haiti is not running around naked and like in the commercial. I guess I just, I would say that that was something that used to annoy the crap out of me. And even to this day, like, oh no, well, you look like you're from here. Okay, I'm still Haitian. My passport says, you know, natural citizen, but it still said country of birth, Haiti. I it, it says that. Fact. <laughs> um, I've never experienced it to that level. <laughs> then again, I'm dark skin. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> no, but um, it was funny though because I remember my first day of high school, right? And then, um. I think another kid, I don't remember if it was a kid or a teacher. It's like literally first day I'm on the line going through scanners. And then the person's like, said something to me. And then I answered, they're like, are you Jamaican? And I'm like, no. He's like, oh, you look Jamaican. And I'm like, but you know, first day of high school, first, first school, first school that you ever been in the country. So I'm like, I'm going to keep my comments to myself, but it just stick to me. However, I did see other friends of mine who are Haitians of lighter skins who would go through that. They're like, are you Haitian? Oh my God, you speak Creole? Um, are you sure you were born there? No, somebody probably thought you Creole. If you want to get me, like, you know, when they say real ghetto flipping out on the street, <laughs> this is the time because I lose it. Like, I'm going to lose it on that person right then and there. Because, and then the worst part of it is like, the people who are doing it are not even necessarily American. The people who are doing it are other Haitians who were born and raised in Haiti and who are saying that. And I'm like, okay. Dude, like you're killing me. Like you should know better. And it's just like I will lose it. I know so many times that happens to me when I'm with my friends. That's why my friends will be usually like, just let it go, keep moving, don't worry yeah. about it. And I'm like, it's not that. It's just I'm not even worried about. Like it's just I'm gonna educate you right then and there, and then you will never say it to somebody else. I don't care who it is. Like I'm just gonna say it right now. And it's like, oh, oh. I agree with you. That's definitely one of mine too. Yeah. I mean, me, it was a lot of times though, it was actually people of Haitian descent. Like they were born here and they were darker skin and then they just couldn't believe like I was Haitian. And I'm like, but your parents are Haitian. Why can't I be Haitian? I mean, I am not light. I don't even think of myself as light. I'm like, I'm um, brown, a little lighter, but I'm like, I don't even like when people say that, but like, no, I'm, I don't like that. Um, but I'm like, I just don't understand it. It's just crazy. Or people will say, no, um, like I, I can't be from DR, but I can't be Haitian. I'm like always confused. If I tell somebody, oh yeah, I'm Dominican. Like they'll believe me before they believe I'm Haitian. But I don't speak Spanish. And the most I'm going to say to you is I'm fine. Hello. And how are you? <laughs> and good day <laughs> that's a good morning but that's as most and if I say anything else it'll probably be something like I should not say and so no I am not trying to pass for anything I'm Haitian I'm a U.S. citizen but I just think that in moving on from that um how you call it the other thing that actually makes I don't know somebody else's pet peeve, but I actually find it funny. Is more like when people say conversate and then someone will be like converse. <laughs> that doesn't bother me, but the fact that it annoys people, I will like conversate. I know the verb is converse, but I will keep saying conversate on purpose because 
I just want to see how you react. It's like, are you a punctuation freak? But trust me, when I write my papers, it will never say conversate. It will say convert. But I think like that as a pet peeve for people always drives me funny. Like, I just don't understand it. Another pet peeve that I can think for me is um, <clears throat> it's um, kind of like um, I'm trying to find the right word for it because I feel like it, it, it works in like I experience it in both ways is I would say micromanagement uh. um, but precisely with men like mm-hmm. it's like who if you want to <laughs> Especially in the workplace, if you want me to go to go from the hard worker, polite, nice, very team um, player, team player kind of person to I'm gonna get you kind of person, micromanage me. It's just, it's just, it just, it doesn't work. It's just like, I feel like sometimes there's a lot of men in the workplace who doesn't know how to delegate and they don't know how to work with women or they can't accept a woman knows more than them or a woman can do better than them. And they will micromanage you and belittle you to the lowest ability that they can find. And I speak three languages all at once. Like, <laughs> that's how bad I was learning. Like, he's like, I forgot all my English, all my my Creole, all my French. It's like, I'll just say all of them all together. And it's just like, I will lose it. And it's just like, that. that's the most annoying thing that somebody can do to me. Hovering over me. Are you done with the work? Did you do, did you do the work? Are you sure you can do the work? I need you to do this at five o'clock. And then you come back again, 10 minutes. Did you do it at five o'clock? Oh no, not yet. It's like, it's like you can't breathe. You can't do what you need to do. And micromanagement is the worst. If like, at least to me, like if I've, oh. Yeah, that's fine. That's like up high for me. If I had to put like top five of pet peeves, that's that's the next. That's definitely my second one right there. It's like it boils my soul. <laughs> that's how bad it is. That oh, I can't. Imagine. That's how bad. That's even. That's even. I would. You know, when you're driving, mm-hmm. when somebody, how you say that? When somebody skip you, I would even let this one slide. That's how bad it is. I'll be like, you know what? You 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 want to go fast and you know, keep do your thing. I won't get mad at you. But when it's micromanage, when it's like when someone is like micromanaging you, it's just it's not the same feeling. You don't enjoy it whatsoever. And I've experienced it a lot of time in my experience in the workplace. And whew, that's a bit big for me for sure. Gosh, I've never I've never experienced anyone micromanage me in the workplace, even when I did internships. Like, I never experienced it. But I think I always go in and people would ask me, so, like, I would get asked, like, what is something you don't like to be micromanaged? Give me a deadline, I will meet it. Like, I don't know, even my supervisor now, like, I think when he asks me stuff, I think I'll be looking at him like, I know you did not ask me that. <laughs> like, you get it when you get it. Is it due today? No, then don't ask me. But I don't get micromanaged. So I would have to say, thank you, Jesus, for that. <laughs> because the other thing is, I do not like to have to micromanage anyone either. Because mm-hmm. if I have to micromanage you, then that means you can't do your job. Like, and Girl. I'm not, But I think- I'm not your mother. Your assistant. I think one of the things that I realized through those experience is that most of the time, those people who micromanage somebody else is because their supervisors, they hire up, realizing that they can't do the job or they are unsure about where they stand themselves. So they have to micromanage somebody else, and then that person feel pressured to do so, to do so to anybody, whether they have the right to or not. And it's like becomes such a toxic place, and it's like yeah, and especially like it, like and and it's easy to 
realize that real quick, especially for me. Like I will realize it in a second and you will see that dynamic. It could be from the moment you hire me today. If I realize it by tomorrow, trust me, that dynamic is never going to be the same from the moment you hire me to the moment that I leave. <laughs> it's just, it's not going to work. But I think that people who also micromanage you, actually, you know what? I almost experienced it, but it didn't work. Um, I guess probably I also have a thing where I don't people pay people attention. Um, <laughs> I did almost um, experience it, but then I realized like she had no control at home. So she kept trying to control people at work. And then when she would speak, I, I just never... Um, like I had a supervisor, then they hired like an assistant for her. And so the assistant, she kind of, she had no clue what she was doing, but she became like my supervisor as well. So whenever she would speak, I would just never um, acknowledge whatever she was saying because I already knew what I was doing. So I knew you weren't going out. So I guess like, I guess her attempts just didn't work because you're not, I'm not going to allow you to micromanage me because at the end of the day, you hired me to do a job. So if you don't want me to do the job, I think I even told my supervisor that the other day when he said something, I was like, if you don't, want, I was like, you hired me to do a job. Do you want me to do the job you hired me to do? Or do you want me to just like not do it? Like, I mean, just let me know which lane you want me to be in and I'll be fine. And he was like, wait, what? I'm like, so my thing is, I don't know, I think I have a way of just stopping that micromanagement because I guess it is so big of a pet peeve. Like, I just sense it. I just have a sense for it. Wait, we're going there? Oh, no, we're driving this car off a cliff because that's not happening. No, but the thing is that it's not, in my experience, it's not that it never, the thing is that it's not even that the person is not aware that they're doing it. Like, you know what I mean? I think sometimes, like, either they don't care that they're doing it and even if you don't acknowledge, well, the funniest thing is that you don't acknowledge it. That's when it's like so obvious. Oh no, she ignored me. I'm gonna double it. Like I'm gonna do it twice as hard. I'm gonna, like, I'm telling you, it was to the point that even like my coworkers feel the tension. Like it's hard for other people to feel that such a, environment in the tension it become it became very toxic and it's like because the person realized that you're not giving me the time you're not respecting that um or validating the power that they have especially as a man and as this or as that and it's like oh you're making fun of me right there you're telling me like you see how you tell your your supervisor like let's say i answer like that and he's like Oh, no, she didn't. Like, in his mind, you could see that his mind literally grew as a balloon. Like, it's, like, twice as big. And it's, like, his ego got bruised. And he's, like, I'm ready, you know. And oh, me, I'm very, I'm very calm in those demeanors. Like, I'm not going to be heated. I'm just going to do it with a smile on my face and just make you feel stupid. <laughs> and that's the worst thing you can do to somebody who micromanage. And it's, like, that person is going to feel irritated and what blood like they're gonna go for blood and I was born ready for that because I'm like everywhere I go I make sure I know what I have to do like you know I'm ready to work I'm a hard worker but the moment you start micromanaging me I become this person where it's like I don't care I'm just gonna have fun and mess with you every chance I get and every chance I get I did on purpose Ooh, you getting on somebody's peppy because now you're just pushing their buttons. <laughs> but they were pushing mine somebody's peppy right there. Pushing they somebody's were... buttons. That is their peppy. I'm not pushing your button on purpose. I didn't decide this morning I'm gonna push Army's button. No, you started it first. You can't run away for that. You can't run away from it. You decide you're gonna micromanage me. When you, and the worst part is, like you said, you don't know your job. I can do your job because I've done your job without the title, but you want to micromanage me? Then we're going to go and have some fun. And I'm going to have fun. And I'm going to sit in my office, my leg crossed, and I'm going to look at you stupid. 
And what you gonna do about it? Nothing. You can't get people to be violent, yo. (laughs) (laughs) You trigger. (laughs) See, that's the thing. That's my pet. That's a pet peeve of mine. People who try to trigger me, like I'm not triggering you. I no, I'm not saying you're triggering me. I don't micromanage. No, I'm saying like, let's say that was his pet peeve. As my supervisor. You're triggering him. <laughs> did, he, did he realize that he was triggering me? He's triggering me to be in that level. So that you're going to retaliate by triggering him. Uh, okay. So It works for me. I'm having right. peace of mind. Uh, my thing is, actually, I, I don't know. Do I have triggers? I have triggers. I know from my, when I was a kid, I had triggers. Um, so that one of my pet peeves is that if I tell you I don't like something, don't do it to me. You're annoying me. Please stop. Because the reaction you might get, you may not like. And I cannot, you know, when I was younger, I probably, I think I bit someone once. But... Now I'm older, you know, I can't be violent, (laughs) but I can't promise that if you keep pushing me that I can't promise what you're going to get. So if I tell you something's a trigger for me, don't push that button because the answer or the reaction you might get, especially if you're next to me, you may not like it physically or emotionally. I don't think I, I don't know if I got triggered. You get Maybe triggers. I, I I do, but it's, you it's, said you trigger one time. You said it was somebody telling you they know what's best for you, something to that effect, like giving you advice on what's best for you. Well, I mean, I would say if it's a trigger, I guess that a trigger is also a pet can be a pet peeve. I guess. Um, well, yeah, someone telling you something triggers you because it's your pet peeve. You don't like it. Yeah, I hate when people tells me they know better. I know better. What you going to do, son? You know. <laughs> no, I think I think sometimes some people forget the difference between I'm asking you personally, I love to vent. There's a difference. I want to vent and then there's a difference between me asking you for advice. And then there's a difference between me asking you to resolve my stuff and I never ask people to resolve anything for me. And I feel like sometimes some people they have a hard time with that those differences and they think that okay just because I came to you and I asked you for information it's like I'm telling you to do this 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 and that's the only way and if you don't do that it's like we're not good we're not gonna be in good terms because I know better and I should do better I'm older or I'm this or I'm that the moment that reached this yeah it's not gonna work out like <laughs> we can't be friends or yeah they can we can't be friends it just, it just doesn't work that way it just doesn't work it's just I think personally I've experienced it so many times in the sense like where I have friends who comes to me and I listen I love listening to people who want just to listen to somebody somebody to listen to them I'll listen to you or let's say you just want to talk to somebody, hear a different opinion. I'm giving you my point of view, but I'm not telling you you have to take it. I'm not telling you that's what is best. I'm saying if I was in that situation, that's what I would have done. But I think that some people don't see it that way. It's always the highway or no way at all. Um, so, yeah. Like, don't tell me you know what's best for me. You're not in my situation. You're not in my life. You don't know how I think, how I feel. Like, how would you know? Just because I give you a few example, I told you a story, then all of a sudden you're the best person with the with the best solution. Like, who made you chief executioner? How you call it? <laughs> jury. <laughs> you mean judge, jury, and executioner? Judge, jury, and executioner? How you said it, that. Exactly. <laughs> oh, you know what my oh one of my pet peeves um is that I hate when someone asks me to do something and then try to dictate how I do it every single step of the way. It's like, why are you asking me to do this? You should you should just get up and do it yourself. No, I'm not doing it. Like 
I can't stand when people do that. Like, don't ask me to do something and then you expect me to know in your mind how you want it to be done. You should be happy I'm even doing it and helping you out. That is one of my pet peeves. Like, I can't stand that. So piggyback on that. Another pet peeve I have that's similar to that is when somebody said, can you help me with this? I'm like, okay, I'll help you. And they're like, no, but that's not how you do it. If you knew how to do it, if you knew how to do it, you would have never called me and said, can you help me with this? Or would you help me with this? Like, common sense. Let me figure it out. Let me do it. Because you tried. I'm sure you tried on your own and it didn't work out, right? So let me do my part. It's like, no, but that's not how you do it. That's not... That's not what the words say. Um, that's not what the letter said. You misreading it. So why are you asking me to read it to you? If you knew better, <laughs> if you knew better, you wouldn't have asked me. It just annoys me. Like you ask me for help, let me give you help. Let me do my part. If I can't do it, then find somebody else. But you're not, most of the time, they're not even giving you the chance to figure it out or even do it. It's just like, but you're doing it wrong. You're doing why, this. Why you ask me? Why you ask? Those yeah. people are the people who they call and they're like, can you do this for me? And I'm like, not really. I don't want to. Uh, I can't. I'm busy. Or I'm this or I'm that. If it's family, then I have to. But it's like, other than that, it's like, I don't want to. I don't have to. I can't do that. You know? But it's like, uh, that that can get to me. Like when somebody want to, they want help, but they can't, they don't know how to take the help. It's like really Controlling, um, I the control part. Like they very controlling in that situation, I guess. Yeah, like um, how I like when I'm driving someone somewhere and then they're telling me how my about my driving. It's like one you could have gotten in your car and drove yourself where you need to go, drive yourself where you need to go, or could walk, call the taxi, Uber fly well you don't even know how to drive but she went to tell me how to get there i'm going to go there where i feel is comfortable or you do know how to drive but i decide to take a route where you don't like that route again i'm driving if you have your control issues over there keep it over there or better yet get out my car because I did not have to get up and go do it. Like, I, someone does that to me all the time. Like, every time I, there's this route that I take because I just feel like, for cautious reason, I read there's a curve at the other street. So I'd rather be able to see the cars coming because there's a blind side if I go to this other street. Oh, why do you always take this street? Why don't you mind your business? <laughs> Because I'm the one driving and I prefer to take the street because I prefer not to be in an accident. You know, lesson, oh, but you could see, but I'm the one driving. So next time you'll be the driver in your own car. I don't even need to be there. And that is one way to just get me so annoyed. It's like, and the other thing, it's more like, um, sometimes I don't know. I feel like people just like to criticize people, not necessarily give them feedback. If you're not giving me constructive um, criticism, which I will gladly take, I don't like when you do this because it makes you feel this way or, you know, you could do this better. But do not tell me, Armid, you're a bitch. I know I'm a bitch. But anyway, that's not the point is if you say, Armid, you know, when you do this, it didn't come off nice. You could try it this way. Okay, but don't say, oh, Armid, you don't even know how to do this. I may not know how to do it. So can you teach me? I'm always willing to learn. But don't just come over here, bring your criticism, and then don't bring any um, solutions to the way. It's like, I'm always open to hear your advice, your solution, especially if you're going to come and criticize me. I'm okay with you criticizing me, but don't come over here and not, you know, put in solution because then I'm like, what was your, what was your point? Keep it to yourself. For real. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, you would do, you 
you shouldn't do this. You sh- like you shouldn't pick up um things like that. You should do it more squatting because it hurts your back. That's more. But don't just be like, oh, you're picking this up badly. Okay. Maybe that's what I know. How about you teach me instead of just sitting here telling me how I'm not good or up to your standards. Not that I really care about you and your standards anyway. But I'm open. I'm just open-minded. I Hey, it might just be better information for me. I don't know. I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of what else. You I don't mean, want to talk about I your mean... pet peeve of people that you want them to die. Poor pet peeve. <laughs> when people breathe too loud <laughs> Wait, Wait. it's annoying no but I mean don't get me wrong I don't it is a pet peeve to hear to hear the person breathing like yes it's like but I think sometimes a lot of people they don't notice that they're breathing so loud and even though it's a pet peeve Sometimes I understand it because sometimes it could be the person, it could be your body, it could be this, you know, but it's just that. But also sometimes it could be like, how about you sit up a little, you know, sit up straight? How about you not, um, they, I don't know, figure out that a a different way to breathe. (laughs) What if the person has respiratory problems? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, I understand that sometimes it could be a problem, but it just gets on my nerve. Like, it's just like, I forgive the person that, you know, you can't breathe out. Like, you know, you can't breathe normally and I accept it. That's the whole point. That's the whole reason why I'm like, I'm sitting next to you and I'm taking it in and I'm, and I'm punching you <laughs> because I would want to punch you. <laughs> like you know my ears the violence oh my god like, you know, I'm not trying to be you know I'm trying to call all my I'm trying to husa okay okay you know and I get it some people can't control that but I'm saying that sometimes there, there are people who even they could notice it and they probably could do something about it and they choose not to do anything about it. Like, it's okay to breathe. Like, I don't know. Like, if that's your natural way of breathing, then okay, fine, I'll suck it up. But if it's not, get it together, do what you need to do to breathe quietly. I'm standing next to you and I'm doing mine quietly and it's not bothering your ears. (laughs) Oh, you are a B-I-T-C-H. I am so that is such a B-I-T-C-H. <laughs> you know, for real. But it's just. But what if they? So if they're running and they're breathing loud, you're okay with that? It's just yeah, like I'm with that. But don't get me wrong. Even with that, let's say you're breathing. There's another thing. There's another pet peeve. It's like the person is is running or whatever, and they come on you and they lean on you. Like, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why me? <laughs> Why me? Why? You could do that like six feet away from me. It yes. doesn't have to be in my face. It doesn't Social have to distance. be right next to my ears where I have to listen to you and your respiratory system functioning or malfunctioning, whatever that's happening, figure it out, just give me space, you know? And I don't know, it's just, yeah, it gets to me. I'm trying to let it go. That's something that I'm trying to work on because I'm like, it's a silly pet peeve because sometimes people are actually sick and they need help to breathe. And I'm like, I have to understand that. But it's just my ears cannot tolerate it. And I'm trying so hard to be considerate. But my ears get the best of me sometimes. Because the moment I hear it in my ears, it's like all the nerves in my brain just got annoyed. And I'm like, I can't do it. You ever see when they show you how sound can irritate you to the point of getting you crazy? Uh-huh. That's how sensitive my ears are 
to that to that sound. That's funny. I'm I'm annoyed by it. Like I try, but it's like. But you know, I'm working on that one. This one, I'm I'm working on it because I feel like I have to work on it for the benefit of myself and for the people that's all around me. I need to work on myself. You mean for your benefit before you go into jail? <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But um, that's one pet peeve that can get to me. The other ones, ooh. Uh, actually, I have two more. Um, one of them is like I can't. It has to do with the bathroom. I can't stand when people leave the toilet seat up. Men leave the toilet seat. I've never in my life fell in the bathroom because I there always like there are men around, and so I always had that. But I can't stand also when the toilet seat cover is up why i don't need to see what's inside the toilet bowl like it should be clean but i still don't want to see it it's just like oh it just drives me crazy like i walk in the bathroom and there's no um the toilet seat is up or the toilet cover is up it's like i just want to punch okay we're getting too violent but it just makes me want to just throw the whole bathroom away with the person <laughs> who used it because I always know who did it anyway. So you it's like, you want to throw the person in the bathroom. <laughs> I should throw them outside <laughs> on the curb for the garbage people to kids pick them. It's like, I don't know. I just feel like it makes the bathroom so gross. Because like when you flush, it's like, you know, the like there's like little things that spray after. Yeah. And it's like, it goes everywhere now. And it's like, ew, gross. Like, why can't you just put this toilet seat cover? And I can't stand people who, like, pee on the toilet seat, like, ugh, especially at work. Like, I don't want to sit on it, but I still have to wipe it because I don't, even though I don't sit on it, I might accidentally touch it and nobody's trying to clean up after you. And especially if you're a woman and do not, do not, I don't want to know you have your menstrual Again, I'm Haitian. In the Haitian household, no one knows when you have your menstrual because it's not supposed to be. I don't care. I don't want to hear about nothing about feminism. I don't want to hear. It's just gross. I don't want to know. I don't want to smell it. I don't want to see it. So as a person growing up Haitian, you no one is supposed to know. So when I go, if I go to work, I don't want to see um blood i don't want to see the wrapper i don't want to see the aftermath of whatever whether you use the um a nap a sanitary napkin or tampon i don't want to see it it's like there's paper towel wrap it in there if you at your house put it in a bag that's why you have garbage just outside put the sucker outside i don't know i don't know what to do but as a haitian person growing up that was how i was taught as a woman <laughs> Nobody needs to know that you have it. And I don't want to hear anyone talk about to me about feminism and the freedom and people need to get adjusted. I'm a woman and I don't want to adjust to your period. I already have to adjust to mine. I'm not trying to adjust to yours. It is what it is. But that's my pet peeve regarding bathrooms. <laughs> that's a long one. <laughs> um, to add to that bathroom part, for the ones that I'm aware of, yeah it is nasty and disgusting for somebody to go to the bathroom and not wash your hands that is that is a teaching number one that is one that's why we have covid listen that is hygiene number one it makes no sense like listen if i work with you and i catch you you I went to the bathroom, you were with me and you left before me. You did not wash your hand. Don't ever shake my hand. Don't give me a hug. Don't don't even look at me. Cause the moment I see you, I'm disgusted. Like that's how bad, that's how bad it is. Listen, I was, I remember I was at work and then I went to the bathroom and we were having a staff meeting and then I went to use the restroom and then I went and then the person was in one stall and then I went to the second one. The person just flushed and left. Yo, the moment I finished, I washed my hand, I left running and I'm like, 
Tell me who's wearing the green shoes. I need to know who's wearing the <laughs> green shoes. No, you did not. I need to my, friend's like, my friend's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I need to know who's wearing the green shoes because I need to know it right now. And then she's like, that person is wearing the green shoes. Is that the green shoes you're talking about? I'm like, yes. She's like, what happened? I'm like, she left without you. She <laughs> she's like, exactly. No way, no way, never again. And then my friend's like, are you serious? I'm like, I'm telling you, the moment I walked in, she walked right out and did not wash her hands. Like, come on. And the worst thing is that that I'm thinking of that about that person. Sometimes we do food for the mm-hmm. whole staff. And you're gonna touch, come on. Like, if somebody wanna annoy me, is go to the bathroom and not wash your hands, especially when you're outside. You should know better. You should know better than that. I don't care if you have hand sanitizers that you're going to use. Wash your hands. It's a principle. It's like your parents taught you that, I hope, at some point. Like, that's one. Then. Did they? I guess. I, huh? Did they I guess my last one. Maybe my last one that I can think of. I hate walking the street. And then somebody has to, I don't know how to say it, I guess sneeze without wiping their nose in the middle of the street. And they like, floof! <laughs> without, <laughs> you mean without covering their, without sneezing into their elbow? No, it's not sneezing. It's like they... um Cough? Not coughing. Like, you know, they taking out, like, you know, when you're congested and you have to blow out their nose. That's the thing. That's the word. They have to blow out their nose and they close one nose and they blow out the other one. Ew, that's so gross. Girl. Girl, can you imagine you walking the same street with that person and that person just walked past and they're like, shit. Not with COVID. Thank God for these masks. <laughs> I'm okay with wearing masks. These masks have been heaven sent. I haven't, I mean, I haven't been in the street that much, so I haven't seen people done it, but I'm telling you, if you want to annoy me, and then it was funny though, because the people that I remember used to do that were usually older, older people. It wasn't necessarily younger. It was more older people. Um, And and it was like, I'm like, you you can get a paper and blow your nose. You don't, you don't need to do that like that. Like, let's say you do that and then it goes on somebody else. Like, come on. Like, it's just gross. Like, it's just disgusting. And I'm like, and then you do it. You're going to go to the store. You're going to touch a door. You're going to touch somebody. You're going to touch the milk. You're going to touch so many damn things. And then people don't think about those things sometimes. And it's like, we're not you know. doing an episode on phobias, but that's why I don't touch doorknobs. I can't stand doorknobs. Not even the doorknobs in my own house because I'm like, other people touch them too. <laughs> like, I was the calm, the queen of wipe the doorknobs. Oh, and thank God Lysol came back in the store. Lysol spray. Thank <laughs> you, Jesus, because we need that. But yeah. when you were talking about the person with um who went to the bathroom and all I was thinking about was Every single doorknob that person's about to touch. Girl. That's no all idea. I was thinking about. No idea. That's how crazy it was. And I don't care if you're a man or a woman, because if you're a man, I'm pretty sure you were handling that before you, when you were peeing, because unless you're just bent over or whatever, but you still have to handle it and touch it in some way. So make sure you wash your hands because not everybody's trying to touch your you know, when they touch That's the door. Mean. We don't want that. We don't need that experience. We're okay. Like, if I don't have that experience, I'll be okay. So please, wash your hands. Wash, like they say, you know, <laughs> sing that happy birthday song and wash your hands. <laughs> I think if we were to say our pet peeves, it will take forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but I feel just- like... I feel like there is a difference though between your pet peeves. Like, of course, there are things like that drive you crazy, but you know, you. I mean, with your thing and the breathing thing, I don't know if you can tolerate it. 
that seems like a deal breaker. Like, uh, you might be broken. <laughs> deal breaker. <laughs> but, and with me, like, if I tell you I need my space, I would definitely say, like, respect me in my space. Because if, especially if I'm like, I don't mess with you. Like, I'm like, yo, I don't mess with you. Leave me alone. Yeah, that, mm, I don't know where you might end up. But trust me, you're going to leave me alone. But I feel like, you know, I think... A lot of times we don't realize like those are pet peeves and then we have to realize our deal breakers as well. Yeah. So yeah, my I don't know about um how you call it. You can't marry somebody who breathes like that. I feel like they might die <laughs> before the dating process is over. <laughs> I think that okay, I think that if I married somebody who wasn't like that and ended up being like that, I would believe that something happened that made it that way so we need to figure out a way to help you personally be better because it's just not normal you know what i'm saying it's just not normal it you feel like the person can't read and it's like how are you not aware that you are struggling like i'm aware because i'm listening to you right now and you're telling me you're not aware of that happening so if i'm with somebody and you were not like that, you became like that, then we, yes, we'll talk about it and figure it out. And I'm going to suck it up maybe. And maybe I will, God knows, God will help me figure it out, you know, for better or worse, we'll deal with it. But if I go on a date with you and you sit in front of me and in front of that plate and you can't even talk to me because you can't read or you can't even say my name is because you are struggling with that or even not even that or while you're eating with me and all I'm hearing is your breathing then we're having a problem this is not it's not gonna work trust me you're not getting a second date no matter how good the conversation was the fact that I have to think about that breathing is gonna mess me up so no sorry there's no need for you to call me that at that moment it will be a deal breaker for me my actually my last pet peeve is people who litter i don't like people who litter yucky people i'm like if you if you outside just throwing things here you know what let me not keep going to my pet peeves because the other pet peeve is people who litter and when i go into the women's bathroom i never understand why it's dirty and the men's bathroom is always clean but that's why i don't go clubbing anymore because i was like i can't do it it's like it should have been the reverse for some reason but no just, that's why they tell you a lot of women are not that clean like they all come outside with lots of makeup and look pretty and their hair's all laid and my edges all laid i look pretty in this dress but when you go home or you go in the bathroom it's a different story yeah so like you said if we keep going with the pet peeve it's gonna be alone. It's gonna and be I alone. think that's why I could I don't know having to deal with somebody's menstrual, I didn't think I could ever date a woman. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't be with them. I can't just because I don't want to. to handle. Huh? It's too much for you to handle. You already I have to, to handle mine. Like sometimes I'm like, I can't wait till it happens no more. Let <laughs> alone deal with somebody else's. Yeah. yeah. So, do you have one last pet peeve you want to say? People eating with their mouth open. Whether it's gum or. Oh, you don't know, like when they do this? No. Like, why? Like, just why? <laughs> I'm begging. I'm begging of you. Why do I have to see what's inside your mouth? Like, there's nothing classy about somebody eating all classy and you eat why do I have to see what's inside your mouth I don't know show and tell no don't they tell me to... it's like that, yeah I can't yeah eating with your mouth open or yeah I can't I can't I can't it's like once you see it, you can't unsee it. It's like really disgusting. I can't. 
Yeah, I think that would be my last one for now. I'm sure like I can think of so many others, but um, but this has been definitely a fun episode to to record. Um, yeah, I'm, I definitely like this one because it just I don't know it just helped me reminisce about you know like things that happen, and I'm like you know I definitely do have a lot of self control more than I think. I'm aware of because the way people make me want to react and I just take a deep and then I don't know and then I realize okay this is the person this is who you are if you don't wash your hands you best believe I will not eat anything from you I won't even eat if it's a group gathering and you bought anything I don't care what you bought in because you touched all the utensils and I don't even want to touch it. I'm not hungry. Oh, I'm sorry. I bought my own lunch. I'll go and buy my own damn food while you all sit there because I'm not eating any of that because you touched it before I got to, to buy. I think I remember a story where someone didn't wash their hands. I don't remember if it, I washed it. I watched it or I experienced it. Um, with one of my coworkers, where she literally ran because it was like a group thing. She because she knew that person was going to get food and they don't wash their hands. She ran in front of that person and got food. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, there was like such and such is going to go get food, and it was just like, no. I was like, you better run first. I can see why you do that because I'm like, yeah, you touch you touch somebody's not serving you and you touch them i don't want i'm going to touch them i don't want to touch your food i feel like everything's contaminated around you mm-hmm. but i definitely love this episode and would love to hear people you know in their pet peeves their feedback and their pet peeves yeah for real i think it'd be fun to to go over those um and just listen to them yeah thank you for joining us on this episode of journey of anr and we welcome your suggestion and concern and also we would love to hear your pet peeves as well um, you can email us at journeyofanr at gmail.com journeyofanr at gmail.com